It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. My life be like... Welcome to Off Court with the McGowans, powered by Husker Online. Nebraska basketball players Trey and Bryce McGowans give you an inside look at the program and much more. Off Court is brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. And welcome here to another edition of Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowans, Sean Callahan, Robin Washington of Husker Online, uh, pleased to Kind of drive the bus here each week for Trey and Bryce McGowan's on Off Court. Once again, we're brought to you by our great sponsors, Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill. Trey and Bryce, uh, they, they stopped up here. They, they made a delivery today for the show. As uh, Thanks again to Tanner's and Tavern 180 as they, they fed us before the show today. Wings, fire. Well, I thought that was my first time having Wagyu. Hanging, yeah, the Wagyu the steak. steak. What'd you yeah. think? It was great. Steak Live up to the hype? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's legit. Yeah, it's legit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, uh, we've got a full show, though, on tap here, guys. Um, we're going to hear from Coach Nate Linzer, Doc Sadler, and then we're going to introduce the mailbag segment as a lot of questions that we'll hear from Husker fans. Um, but I w- we want to hear from you now. Robin and I are going to kind of grill you on the topics of the week. And first of all, we had our first show last week, and we got a lot of national publicity. I mean, we were picked up by Darren Ravel. I saw Yahoo, and a lot of national publicity took notice of off-court. What what you guys think of the reaction here on week one? Well, first of all, I just want to thank everybody for, um, you know, uh, supporting us. And, you know, we're just starting, so and we're looking forward to, you know, bigger, uh, building it bigger. So thank you all for that. But, you know, um, just really it was, it was exciting. Just, uh, you know, we kicked off right at 12. <laughs> you know, um, it's always just fun, and you know, I'm just blessed to be a part of it with my brother, and you know, you guys. Like Bryce said, um, we're just super um, excited about what's to come, and um, happy and thankful for everyone who supported us, um, and y'all as well. Um, thank you, thank you for um, helping us give get this platform uh, to talk and just just do something um, together. Sure. Well, I mean, what kind of feedback did you get from you know, people you know, friends, family members, people around campus or anything like that? It seemed like uh, just based off social media, there was a lot of positive response to that. No, nah, definitely. Um, I'm just walking around Lincoln or just I think I can't remember where I was. I was somewhere else. It was like it was like right outside the facility. It was somebody yeah. walking. It was it, a, as soon as we walked out of the facility, like out of practice one day, um, someone stopped us and gave <laughs> us positive feedback nice. and then just walking around and stuff like that. Um, so it was it was it was definitely good. Yeah. And I got uh, some uh, it was a listener yesterday uh, when we were at Tavern. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. We we're outside. And, you know, he came outside. He was like, I enjoyed your podcast, uh, y'all's podcast. And I was just like, you know, thank you. Thank you for watching. I mean, thank you for listening. So obviously this is the, the, the big one you guys are doing, but we're now about a week into the nil era uh what's kind of this whole new age of, of collegiate athletics been for you guys have you got another uh opportunities to you know continue to capitalize on this and i mean anything uh specific you want to share um i mean we definitely have a lot of opportunities um coming up so really just stay tuned um i mean we'll talk about it a little later when, once it gets closer to um finalization but I mean, we don't really want to rush into um, stuff too soon without, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. knowing, um, like you talked about, just a, just a little fine print, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we kind of been taking our time with um, everything as of right now. What is it like, though? Are you, are you guys getting, or athletes, not just you, but people you know at other schools or other athletes at Nebraska? I know you're friends with some high-profile football players. Are, are you guys getting multiple kind of requests that you're filtering out and looking through at the, over this first week or – I mean, is it pretty manageable, or are you getting some random ones in there as well? Um, it's it's pretty manageable. Um, but I mean, of, of course, it could be kinda kinda overwhelming, a little bit. But I mean, I'd rather be overwhelming than yeah, no doubt. Yeah, you feel <laughs> me? it's a good problem to have. <laughs> nah, great problem to have. Well, I guess you know this is the all off the court stuff you guys are kind of experiencing for the first time. But uh, one of the big news uh, developments of the week uh, was a teammate of yours, Trey, and I guess you maybe have known him for a little bit, Bryce. But Delano Banton uh, decided to keep his name in the NBA draft. I guess 
for you know a, a player a teammate when you see you know a, a teammate of yours make a decision like that what's the initial response to that is it strictly you know what good for you man i'm going to cheer you on but is there or is there a part of you that's like man you know i was kind of hoping that you know you would be a part of this thing that we're building for for next year i mean of course it's mixed feelings but i mean me and me and double had kind of talked um a little bit so i, I kind of sensed it a little bit um but I mean, I'm extremely proud of him. Um, he, he performed well to put himself in the position um, that he put himself in. And then especially like, um, I think after the season, when he came back, when he was working out here, um, he, he took everything up a notch, especially when he got back from workouts. He was working out somewhere um, after the season while everybody was going working out their separate ways. And then when he came back, um, I just saw um, totally different Delano. Um, so, I mean, I'm just I'm just happy for him and can't wait to see where he lands. For sure. And, Bryce, I know you probably didn't know Delano all that well, but, you know, as, as a player that has, you know, your own professional aspirations, you know, you see a guy like that that played uh, one year and a kind of a, a crazy year with Coach Hoiberg and his staff, and now all of a sudden he's one step closer to realizing those dreams. I mean, what is kind of how do you reflect on that? Is it kind of like further evidence that – you know, maybe Nebraska can get you where you wanted to go when you came here. Uh, yeah, I just, you know, stick to the theory that, you know, work shows and, you know, him being able to, you know, go out there and perform well uh, under the system that, you know, Coach Fred plays with, Coach Hoiberg, I would say, plays with, and him going out and, you know, performing at a high level. Um, it really just reflects on, you know, the work. So kind of piggybacking. Um, off what Bryce had said, um, I mean, Coach Hoiberg, when he talked to us, um, we kind of talked about it a little bit um, after practice kind of as a team. And then he was just telling us um, everything that we run, um, That's that was what was being ran in the combine. Mm-hmm. So Lano, Lano was um, comfortable with it when nice. uh, maybe some other people weren't. So that kind of gave him a step up. And now, obviously, the the question for this coming season is you know, the point guard position because Delano was going to be one of the, if not the, primary point guards and I know when you look at the roster that's in place right now I mean you guys are, are two of the potential options Trey I know you played some point last year especially towards the back end of last season and Bryce you've played point guard before too right yes, in, in, in high school AU so I mean I guess how do you see that role being handled now that you know Delano is officially out of the picture hopefully the plan is um for me um I, I get to run the point guard position this year um and then especially with all the pieces um, we have this year. Um, I'll, it'll, it'll make it so much easier um, with the pieces Coach Hoiberg and staff added um, this summer and possibly still adding. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, just everybody just enjoys being around each other also. Um, that, so that makes it totally easy um, chemistry-wise, um, workout-wise. Um, like, like we talked about, I think, last week with CJ and Q. Mm-hmm. People coming in after hours, um, just freelancing um, workouts. But kind of in systems like um, setting up like if you're here uh, we can come off a certain way um, to get you a look here so I mean first two days of practice um, I'm definitely excited about what's in store. Well guys the the schedule stuff came out Robin I know there's some topics that we want to hit on here the schedule as well. Yeah sure non-con schedule officially released this week Uh, you know first seven games I believe at home got an exhibition charity game against Colorado Uh, you get uh, and then December rolls around at NC State, neutral side against Auburn, got Kansas State coming to town, and then a plus couple early Big Ten games um, in that first part of December. What uh, what's your guys' initial reaction to the non-con slate? Um, I'm you know I'm really excited for you know the um, schedule we have coming, the non-conference schedule we have coming up. You know um, our guys, you know the team has really bought in uh, to you know learning every day, picking up new things, and coming in and work. So, you know, just being able to come in and, you know, start off the season strong uh, and hopefully lead to, you know, lead until uh, conference play, it'll be major. So we just have to come in with the right mindset uh, every day, Mm -hmm. you know, and practice in a game and, you know, perform. What game are you guys most excited about? Probably Auburn. Auburn. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Auburn. Auburn yeah. in Atlanta as part of the holiday hoops giving event, and that's going to be at the State Farm Center where the Atlanta Hawks play. So yeah. that's just down the road from you guys. Right. It's like, I mean, we got family in Atlanta, family in Charlotte. There you go. I mean, we got kind of got family everywhere down south. So 
and being able to play at North Carolina State as well, you know, being being in the Carolinas again, you know, feel good, you know, have family friends there also. And then lastly, guys, NBA Finals kicks off. Milwaukee, Phoenix. Who do you guys got? I got the Suns. Um, I, I want to see CB3 finally get them one. And, I mean, I'm sure D- Bryce got the Suns too because D-Book, one of his favorite players, who he kind of models his game around. So. Suns in six? Yeah, I got Suns in six. And D-Book <laughs> MVP of the Finals. There you go. Averaging 35 a game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we got a full show on tap here, Trey and Bryce. Uh, we're going to hear from assistant coaches Nate Linzer and Doc Sadler, and we're going to take questions in the mailbag here. You're listening to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. And welcome back here to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowans as this segment of the show brought to you by our sponsor, Gary Michaels Clothing on 56 and Pine Leg. Get on into Gary Michaels Clothing to get all of your custom sports gear uh, and get hooked up. They are the official outfitters of Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. Well, uh, Robin, we're pleased to be joined here by our next guest. Uh, I know Trey and Bryce are really excited to get a chance to talk to Coach Nate Linzer. Coach, we really appreciate the time as you're the newest member of this Nebraska basketball coaching staff, but you've worked with Fred Hoiberg um, in the G League and um, also at Iowa State. Welcome to the program. I know Trey and Bryce are really excited and have a lot of questions for you. Well, I'm really excited to be on the show today, and obviously uh, for a lot of reasons, you know, we're excited to be in Lincoln at the University of Nebraska and to have uh, both of these, obviously, student-athletes uh, ask you to be a part of something that they're doing is just a, is a, is a nice treat for me today, and I'm excited for the opportunity. All right, Trey. Well, I know Trey wants to start off first here. What do you got to lead us off here, Trey? I'm going to do the intro for him, <laughs> the, the basketball genius. Um, Coach Nate, um, I mean, sitting up in your office, just picking your brain um, or just being on the court, um, just helping me develop on and off the court. Just I'm grateful for it, so I appreciate you for that. Well, the biggest thing, Trey, is, uh, you know, hearing compliments like that from you, um, is a reason, you know, that is my why. And um, I love coaching. I love sports. I grew up with sports. But, but the relationships that I've been able to um, develop uh, through this game have been awesome. And, you know, we've only been together for a couple months, and, and the feeling, feeling is mutual. And just having the opportunity to, to be able to, um, to have a platform to help you, not only on the court but, but off the court, is, 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 is why I do what I do. So that means a lot that you would and coach this Bryce um again like Trey said you know I want to thank you for um you know really everything uh you've done for me uh on and off the court you know uh before practice always you know being in the gym uh picking up on things and after practice you know always getting extra work from what uh you know you see in practice that I can work on and you know but we're just gonna start off with uh, a couple questions that I have for you Sounds good. Let's do it. And I, you know, I, w- I would say this too, and, and for you to say that, Bryce, that means a lot. And, and then going back to you, Trey, you know, one of my big philosophies is, is we talk about this is, is we always want this to be a way we program. And, and I don't want this to be a my program or just a your program. This is a we program. And, and to hear that, that what we're talking about, what we're doing as far as our relationship is, is resonating with you uh, because you guys are giving me feedback as well with my coaching and, and just, the things that you're you're excited about with your careers that's that's when i know we've got something special going and, and i just appreciate both of you for that yes sir appreciate you too appreciate you girl well coach um you know you coaching at the highest level you know being around a lot of high level guys and you know coaches tell me about your coaching path yeah bryce i uh 
you know, I, I played in high school. I was I, I was a four-sport athlete. I played baseball, basketball, football, and golf. I played baseball in college and, and just always loved uh, competing myself. I knew there was going to be a limit to what my abilities were going to be, and and I also found that I, I as a player, I, I took to being an extension of, of the coach um, and tried to be a leader within our team. So I think there was some there was some natural characteristics that I had as a, as an athlete that I, that I wanted to carry on as a, as a coach. Um, I started as a high school coach at my high school. Uh, I actually was a baseball coach for six years, um, at a young age, but I, uh, I was a head varsity basketball coach at my alma mater NU high school in Cedar Falls at the age of 21. So I was very, very young, um, and was given kind of the, the keys, to that that program um, our school was about to shut down uh, for budget cuts they were part of the University of Northern Iowa so I, I went to Ames High School and I was there actually uh, for two seasons and was actually an assistant there um, had three six nine kids starting on that team I haven't had three six nine players starting on any team I've had since and that includes in the NBA but um, we had a very good team and a very good program there Harrison Barnes was actually a sixth grader at the time um, at Ames High School. Didn't know he was necessarily going to be who he was at that time, but but obviously we had a very good program there. Uh, from there, I developed a relationship with Coach Larry Eustachie, who was the Iowa State head coach, and then his associate head coach, Steve Barnes, had one of his sons on my team, and they later got the head job at the University of Southern Mississippi. So I went down as an assistant at age 25, uh, down to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and was in Conference USA for six years. I uh, went down there with no guarantees. Um, just Coach Eustace said, um, I don't have anything on my staff, but if you want to come down, I'll, I'll let you figure it out. So I went down to, to Mississippi in June of, of 2004, and within two weeks I was running this camp. And then the, the experiences I got down there were, were, were great. Uh, we actually had an assistant leave in the middle of the uh, season, so – at age 25, I was moved up to a, an assistant coach, and my first game coaching was against LSU. And Big Baby, um, Glenn Davis, and Brandon Bass were on LSU's team, and we actually won that game. So that was kind of a, a cool start to that part of my career. Spent six years there, moved back to Iowa, and uh, spent three years as a high school coach. Uh, spent a long, long time away from my family and just kind of wanted a reboot in my career. And after Three seasons up in Northwest Iowa, I, uh, I joined Coach Hoiberg at Iowa State and spent two years with him. Um, we had a great run there, uh, coached a lot of future NBA players. And from there, Coach Hoiberg took me to, to the Chicago Bulls. I was video coordinator the first year. I was head coach for the Windy City Bulls in my second year. And then the last uh, three years, I was an assistant in the NBA and, and made it all the way up to an on-the-bench assistant, which... Um, there's only 90 of those in the world. So obviously I've had uh, a lot of twists and turns in my coaching career, but this is year 20 for me. And what I've, I've found is no matter what the level is and, and who I'm, I'm working with and teaching and coaching, I, I love building the relationships. And uh, I think you've seen Trey and Bryce uh, in our short time that, um, that I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to give you my all every time we step on the court. And I'm just excited about the the path that we're on together yes sir and coach um what what do you think the the biggest difference between you know coaching uh league guys like mb in the nba or or g league uh compared to you know coaching college players what, what do you what do you see in that well i would say you know no matter the level um i i i, I worry less about maybe what the player where they're at, I, I just pour into the player no matter the level. So I think all players want to be coached. I think all players want to be held accountable. I think all players, no matter the level, just want to um, make sure that you have their best interest in them. And, and, if, and if you don't, then, then there's, I think the only thing that might change is that, you know, professional athletes, you, you sometimes might have one chance each and every day. Uh, so it's very important that you bring your game each and every day. I mean, 
and I think you know sometimes in college, um, I think especially younger younger players will, will do almost anything you ask them to do, and I think that's why as coaches it's important that we understand not only what we're doing and why we're doing it, and understand that we might have a level of a power or trust that we have um, with players. So, with that being said, I, I I don't try to take advantage of that. I try to use that as as a strength and. And I've talked, you know, to you about this, Bryce, and, and same with Trey. You know, whatever your window is, I'm not going to try to ever mislead you. Um, and I want you to maximize your career, no matter how that looks. And if you, if I'm expecting the best out of you, then I think it's just important that you're expecting the best out of me. And and I think if we always are playing kind of by those, that set of rules, then it really doesn't matter when it comes to coaching, uh, no matter what level I'm at. All right, we back. We back to me, Coach. Um, I mean, right. a lot of people um, they think they think the G League sweet just because it's not the NBA. But like a lot of us know, um, G League guys, they're they're pros and they're they're high, they're high level guys. So I mean, what, what was the G League like? You know, the G League was actually a. I loved it. I, I you know, it was one year that I was a head coach there, and I was a head coach for the. Uh, in the inaugural season for the Windy City Bulls. So we were an expansion team. And um, I'll be honest with you, our franchise had no real idea of how to run the franchise or what the G League was even about. So for me personally, I was able to slide into a situation where I could really put my my, my fingerprints on it. Um, it was, uh, you know, it was different for me because it was a 50-game season. But what people don't realize is the rosters change so much, I think there were three times throughout the whole year where I had the same roster uh, over three games in a row. So, and we had 27 players in those 50 games. So, for me, as a, as a younger coach, um, I was kind of thrown into the fire, and uh, and I actually enjoyed it. it. You know, there was a few things that I lived by. Was, you know, stay positive. Um, Stay, stay organized and can control what you can control because there was a lot of moving parts. And, and for me, even though that was my first time coaching at the professional level as a head coach, I felt, I had felt like I had prepared for it just because even when I was an assistant or whatever the role I had, whether it was as a high school coach, a college coach, or whatever, I always tried to provide input back, whether it was to Fred Hoiberg or Larry Eustachie, like I was the head coach. And, and instead of just opinions, I tried to give them what I would have truly have done as far as decisions. So I felt like I had been preparing for it. So that, that made the transition easier for me. Um, the thing that I think some players struggle with is you're, you're so close, but you're so far. Um, there's only 450 NBA players in the world. So, and then when you're in that G League, I think there's that sense of you're 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 almost there, which you are, but it's it's tough because you're fighting for the end of a bench spot. So even though you're putting up big numbers, that's not even necessarily going to be the role that you're striving to get. And and some guys could understand that and understood that hey, if I do the things that impact winning or the little things and do it to the best of my ability, then I can and have a, a some sort of potential then there would be a spot for me but some guys couldn't understand that I'm scoring 30 points but I'm taking 25 shots and I'm not getting any looks just because to be honest with you if you were fighting for uh, an end of the bench spot it's not like you're telling hey LeBron kick it over to me or Anthony Davis or Kevin Durant no you have to know how to play with people with other people and then as you prove your your worth your your role will grow or your purpose so it was it was it was tough for some guys and yet some guys really flourished off it and the thing that i loved about it when it comes to professional basketball you're kind of either a, a an asset or a liability and if you can't figure out how to adjust and how to be a professional then it doesn't matter what your accolades were coming into it um, it's all about producing every day and the guys that were able to do that led to successful careers and that's that's what I loved about the whole G League experience. Yes, sir. And, Coach, I got uh, one more question for you. Uh, you love, you know, working with uh, other guys. You know, you love working with everybody. But who was one guy or who are a couple of your favorite guys that you just love, you know, getting to jail with and, you know, just spend time with on or off the court? 
You know, I, that's a great question. First of all, um, I will say this, like if I'm talking about the guys that I worked with in the NBA and the way my structure worked was as an assistant coach, when I went back up to the NBA after being a year as a head coach in the G league, I was assigned, um, three different players. And when I was assigned those players, I specifically, uh, had their individual plans. I had their film sessions. I had their, you know, getting adjusted to Chicago or professional life. So you get very, very close with those guys. You're talking 82 games. You're talking 41 road trips. So, I mean, the amount of time that you spend with those guys, especially the guys that you're assigned to, you know, those are relationships I'm going to have for the rest of my life. So the guys that I worked with specifically were guys like Justin Holliday, Denzel Valentine, David Nwaba, Ryan Archidiakono, Chris Dunn, um, Timothy Luau Cabarro, um, Chandler Hutchison, and then Zach Levine. And the cool thing for me, Bryce, is like all those guys, I can pick up the phone and call or text, and we can just talk about life or whatever, and it doesn't even have to be about basketball. Sure, I can send them a text, hey, you had a great game, or I'm excited about you, or Chris Dunn, that's awesome, you guys moved on in the playoffs, stuff like that. Um, So that's cool, but then I can also, you know, wish Chris Dunn a happy Father's Day because he's got a young son that's just turned, you know, three years old. So um, my thing is I, I, I... I can't tell you who my favorite players are as long as there's some level of receptiveness and there's some level of relationship that I have with a player, then to me, it doesn't matter. Um, it's all about us getting better and this spending this time together and, and, and making the most of these opportunities we have to grow. Well, coach Linzer, we really appreciate the time. Uh, this has been an outstanding interview and I, I hope we can get you on the show again as uh, Trey and Bryce, obviously we're very comfortable um, speaking with you on here, and, and, and I think Husker fans are going to love hearing this interview. So we appreciate your time, and I know uh, we're looking forward to seeing um, what these guys can do with you here this season. Well, these are, you know, it's, it's, it's easy content to deal with when you have great questions, and I think these guys are really serious about what they're doing, uh, and they're really taking ownership. Uh, they've taken ownership of their playing careers, and, and obviously, but this, this off-court stuff as well for them to see, I mean, I can tell it's important to these two guys and it's just fun to be a part of. And anytime I can help out, um, I'm here. Just give me a call. I'd love to be on again sometime. All right. Well, much more to come here on off court. When we come back, we're actually going to hear from another member of the Husker coaching staff. Doc Sadler will join us here on the show. You're listening to off court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. And welcome back here to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowan, Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Trey and Bryce McGowan's. This segment of Off Court brought to you by our friends at Lazari's Pizza right off 48th and Old Cheney, Seth, and, and the guys over there have been great, great uh, friends of the Nebraska basketball program. Uh, best pizza you're going to get in town. Make sure you check out Lazari's Pizza here in Lincoln. They are a proud sponsor of Off Court and with Trey and Bryce McGowns. Well, we're pleased to bring in now our next guests for Trey and Bryce, um, one of a, a very familiar name in Nebraska basketball. Doc Sadler, who um, was once the head coach in Nebraska, now a member of Fred Hoiberg's coaching staff. Coach, thank you for the time on the show. I know Trey and Bryce are, are looking forward to getting a chance to get a crack at the legendary Doc Sadler. Well, first of all, thank you uh, for having me. Uh, it's an honor to be on Bryce and Trey's show. And uh, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a classic, go down as one of the uh, best podcasts in history. Uh the problem is, from this point on, it's probably going to be downhill uh, since since I'm the guest. So, uh, but let's let's rapid fire and see what them guys got to say. All right, take it away, Bryce. Well, appreciate you coming uh, coming on the show, Coach. Uh, you've been in the uh, coaching game for a while now. Um, 
how did you start your coaching career? Oh, so you're going to talk about my age. I'll tell you. Started at Arkansas. I got you. Well, you know, that's part of it. No, you're right. Uh, I've been fortunate. Uh, I guess it's going to be about 40 years. This year is going to be my 40th year. 39 of those uh, 40 have been in, in college. And I'm one of the lucky guys. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of times uh, there's so many good coaches um, that never get the opportunities that I have been given. And uh, I started out at Arkansas for a Hall of Fame guy named Eddie Sutton. And that's probably, uh, that's probably helped my career as much as anything. But, you know, um, the thing that, the thing that uh, you know, some people don't understand and, and, and don't, they look at the end product instead of the product from the beginning to the end. And, you know, getting where I have gotten and gotten to do the things I've gotten to do, my family's had to sacrifice so much because I've probably coached it maybe 15 different colleges so that means i've moved a lot but uh you know i get asked a lot of times how do you get in the position that you know that 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 i've gotten into coaching college and you know first i would say just work hard uh got to be really really lucky uh recruit great players like yourself and and trey uh and you get to stay a lot longer than most but, uh, you know, overall, uh, I've just been very, very fortunate and, uh, you know, uh, just work hard and, and be a, a good person, which I think, you know, I try to be. Uh, and uh, maybe uh, you'll get a little luck along the way and uh, get the opportunities that maybe I got. I mean, you coached a lot of schools, UTEP, Arkansas, like you said, um, here. And, I mean, like you said, <laughs> you coached almost 15 schools. Uh, what were some of your favorite teams that you've coached or um, also players? Well, I've coached probably close to 30 guys that have gone on to play in the NBA, and uh, which is a lot, of, a lot of players. And that's probably, without question, the reason I've been successful. I can't say that I've, I've ever had one place that I've liked more than others. Uh Every place I've been has has uh, been something different, uh, but we have enjoyed living in all the places that we've lived. And, and a lot of times, people ask me, you know, uh, about that same question that you just asked me, and they're surprised to say that uh, El Paso at UTEP that's one of the funnest places I've ever ever coached. Uh, I loved El Paso. They love basketball. We had some great teams, uh, had some great players. Um, but I also really, really enjoyed the one year that I spent in high school. I actually, believe it or not, uh, I coached the boys and the girls. And, uh, and I really enjoyed coaching, uh, coaching both of them. And, and you guys can kind of talk to this a little bit, having a sister that's you know, better than either one of y'all ever be. <laughs> no, uh, really don't. You know, co yeah, uh, coaching girls is different. Uh, you know, a lot of times they listen better than the guys do. Uh, but uh, I've, uh, but I really enjoyed uh, the coaching the high school also. So, uh, you know, the, there's too many players to say uh, that this guy or that guy's been my favorite. Uh, I don't know that. You know that would even be possible, uh, but some of the guys here at Nebraska that uh, that I got a chance to coach when I was the head coach here, uh, you know, I really, really enjoyed coaching the six years and and was very, very fortunate to to not just have some good basketball players, but and we had some good times and I, I really had some good guys that was uh, that was on those teams. And coach. Um... What have you learned uh, throughout your career as, you know, as a coach? Well, I think, you know, Bryce, one of the things that uh, probably uh, as the older you get, the more uh, you listen. You listen to your players. You listen to people around you. Uh, you know, when you're a head coach, there's so many things that's going through your head that sometimes – maybe you don't have a chance to step back and just really 
take in the whole thing. But when you're an assistant coach like I am now, uh, to sit back and just, you know, understand that you guys, uh, I can still, I can still learn a lot from you guys, just as I think I've got a lot to give you and teach you. Uh, and that's something I think that, especially you two guys, uh, I don't think people really realize how hungry you are, uh, how humble you are to uh, to be great players. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of guys come into to situations and and think that they already have all the answers. And like I like to say, and y'all have heard me, how can you guys have the answers when you don't even know the questions? Uh, but you guys are not like that. And that's something I think is a credit to your mom and dad, the people that they've raised. Uh, they've raised, obviously, good people that are very humble. You just so happen to be pretty good basketball players. So uh, that's something I've learned. Sit back and listen to your players and a lot of times they'll give you the answer also that you're looking for. I got I got a question also, Coach. We back we back to Trey. I mean, I, I saw that you um, coached Nebraska for like five six years. Um, how was that? And mm-hmm. then just how how was it to come back? What was the what was the decision to um, come back? That's a great question because a lot of people ask me that, and and I would say this: uh, there's probably not anyone uh, out there. Uh, that I would have come back to work for other than Fred Holberg because, as, as you guys know, I was I was actually a head coach when Coach called me and asked me to come back. You know, I was uh, I was one of the coaches that actually had a great job and we just won 20 games and had a great season and everything. Uh, but uh, I don't think there's a person. Uh, there may be some other people in this business as good as 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 as, as coach, uh, as a person, but there's nobody that's any better. And and that's first and foremost at my age. I wanted to work for somebody that uh, was a good person, and in and who I think is probably uh, as good, if not the best, offensive coach in college basketball. So it was also a chance for me to continue to learn uh, because. I, I still like basketball, and I still love to watch basketball. As you guys know, I'm always in there watching tape and trying to pick up something that uh, maybe you guys have done today that uh, that I didn't know or whatever. So uh, having the opportunity to come back and work for Coach, uh, like I said, was probably the only guy uh, because I truly believe in everything that he's doing. There's not anything that I don't believe in. Uh, so... Uh, that was probably as big a point as any of them. And I got one last question for you, Coach. Okay. So I feel like everybody around here kind of know you um, a little bit. So, like, you big on energy, and, um, just positive energy. Um, like, where did, where did that come from? You know what? I like to have fun. This game uh, is very, very important uh, to you, uh, to your brother, to your teammates. Uh, y'all work too hard for it not to be important to you. But at the same time, I think you guys, to be as good as you can be, you need to you need to maybe laugh a little bit, have a good time, relax, uh, because to get the best out of you, you know, it can't be a stressful situation. Sometimes, you know, some of the things I say, and as you guys know, I can laugh at myself just as much as I can laugh at you. And, and I like to give it out, but I'll also take it. Uh, uh, and I think that's important because I tell people this. You guys, uh, the next three, four, five years or one year, whatever it may be, are experiencing the greatest years of your life, uh, college. However long you decide to stay here or don't stay here, whatever, uh, believe me. Uh, when you when you finish here and go play uh, professionally, it becomes a job, and, uh, and and this time of your life needs to be the funnest time of your life. And I hope that I, in some small way, uh, am able to make you guys enjoy it, laugh, and have a good time.
Well, Coach Sadler, we really appreciate uh, the chance to have you on the show. And I know uh, hopefully we, these guys will probably want to get you on again. But thank you for uh, coming on here uh, as a guest of Off Court. Appreciate well, it, Coach. You know, with, this, with, with all this stuff that's going on now, what's the gift that I get? Did I get a round trip to Hawaii? What what I get for coming on here? Well, we're, 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 cookies or something? we're working that out. Um, Gary Michaels is going to have something I know that we're going to work in oh, for guests. Okay. So I know okay. you're a fan of well, Gary Michaels. Get your new suit, Coach. I, they fit. Uh, yeah, a new uh, <laughs> that fit. What are you saying? You gotta wear a little tighter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for having me, and you guys have fun. Appreciate it, Coach. Thanks, Coach Sadler. Much All more right, to come. Have... Uh, we're going to take yeah. your questions in the mailbag here on Off Court, as lots of Husker fans have weighed in this week with questions for Trey and Bryce. Uh, we'll take those questions next. You're listening here to Off Court. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. And we're back here on Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowans, Sean Callahan, Robin Washhead of HuskerOnline.com. Thanks again to coaches Doc Sadler and uh, Coach Nate Linzer. Uh, great interviews they brought to the table. And now, Trey and Bryce, we're going to introduce a, a new segment here on the show. And I think it's one that we're all looking forward to each week. Uh, we're going to have a mailbag because there are questions Husker fans want to hear from you. And that was one of the real feedback pieces I got. You know, there's a lot of name, image, and likeness things out there, but a lot of it's just sponsored tweets and things like that. Your guys' name, image, and likeness, you're letting the fans into Nebraska basketball. And, and I think it, you know, I know the fans are excited to get a chance to, to get the chance to interact with you each week on the show. No, most definitely. Um, I can't wait to hear the questions. All right. Well, let's get to the first question. It is from. Noah Borgman, what NBA players are you guys most comparable to? Um, personally, uh, my favorite NBA players are um, Devin Booker, Bradley Bill, and Kevin Durant. You know, every you know every night I'm trying to you know pick up different things uh, from their game, and you know add it to my arsenal or toolbox. So yeah, those are my favorite players. I mean, I don't really try to model my game after a certain like specific player. Um, but, I mean, I, I kind of watch a lot of guys. Um, but this year, um, I've been especially trying to work on passing. So I've been watching a lot of NBA games and stuff like that because how they get their passes off in, like, the weirdest angles and how their body is contoured. Who do you like to watch? I like, I like, I like to watch Russ, uh, mm-hmm. John Wall. Back when John Wall was John Wall, oh, yeah. of course. <laughs> yes. But, nah, I, I, I've been watching, like, a lot of Harden, like, lately. I think he's definitely the best point guard in the league. Hmm. Next question here in the mailbag is from Trevor Kirchner. With athletics and life struggles, when you guys are going through rough patches, who are the people you turn that maybe motivate you or can talk you through tough situations? You want to take this one first, Bryce? Yeah, um, you know, when when times get hard, even when, you know, uh, I'm up, uh, I always look to God, you know. um, Without him, we wouldn't be in this, you know, situation right now in these shoes so you know every chance I get you know thanking the Lord above uh like Bryce said um I mean thank the men above for everything um I mean where we are today but I mean with me I'm a little different I I just I just like to bottle it up so Hmm. I've been working on it though so who's the when you have a game who's the first person you call or text or whatever you communicate with. Is there anybody that immediately, like, I got to call so-and-so first? Not a girl. It's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> nah, usually the first person that calls me or if I got a missed text or missed call from someone. So there's not the go-to, like, this is the, like, and your parent, I mean, when you guys play a game on the road, like, obviously you've played a ton on the road. Do your parent, do you call your, the parents usually the first call you guys make? Uh, well, pers- I never, I never, you know, call after games really you know because 
before I get a chance to call, it's a paragraph probably on my phone somewhere <laughs> yeah. from my dad. And so, you know, it's Did not it even make a point you laugh, calling. make you happier. Just make you want to turn your phone off. <laughs> all the above. Yeah. You guys are really close with your parents, though, right? I mm-hmm. mean, I know, Trey, you got the, the, the Pamela tattoo on your arm. And, uh, I mean, it seems like just based off your social media, there's a really strong bond with you guys. Uh, how much have they influenced you as far as people and, and as basketball players? Um, you know, being as people, you know, them having three children, uh, all of us, you know, being successful uh, to a certain extent, you know, uh, having a little sister that's, you know, coming up really, you know, and my parents just being who they are, you know, being from a Christian background, you know, having uh, parents that, you know, push them to succeed and push them to uh be great parents as well and on the basketball side just you know they played high level sports as mm-hmm. well dad playing uh, football at Clemson and transferred to South Carolina State to play both and you know my mother playing uh, basketball at Western Carolina and they've always had that dog mentality so you know they try and you know fuel it in us which at, for Trey it was fueled at a young age Trey's mm-hmm. always had the dog mentality you know, I, I, I started getting on my shell, you know, just a couple years ago. So I just want, you know, my parents, they've been major influences on, you know, me, my brother, uh, my sister, and, you know, other people's lives. So. Sure. Um, yeah, like Bryce said, um, definitely family um, is pretty much the biggest, um, like, family family kind of keep, keeps everything together, mm-hmm. um, honestly. Um, Bryce kind of spoke on immediate family, but, I mean, our family's like, as a whole, just re- really tight knit. Um, I mean, we we con- we moved. I think when I was in third grade from where we were um, Pendleton to um, when we moved to Wren, and the whole street <laughs> was just family on it. We had um, I went across the street, um, uncle behind my aunt, and then I mean cousins and everybody just lived on the same street. So. Grandparents lived. Yeah, that's awesome. Grandparents so lived. Like, some pretty good cooking, yeah, I bet, on that street. Yeah, right down the hill. <laughs> so it's like 20-second walk, so nice. I mean, family's everything. All right, next question here for Bryce and Trey is from TJ Bates. And we kind of hit on this a little bit, but um, maybe which arena are you most looking forward to playing in? Um, what's been your favorite venue you've played in thus far as college or high school players? Um, this is kind of a tough question for uh, me because I mean, growing up down south, uh, we were we were more ACC um, type guys. Like mm-hmm. that, that that was the main thing we kind of watched because um, Big Ten was always on a different channel unless mm-hmm. it was on ESPN or one of those. But I mean, it's it's kind of hard to say right now. But pro- probably when we go back home. Um, I would say um, just because family uh, gets to be here. So State Farm Marina, um, we play Auburn. Did you play at Duke or Carolina? Yeah, yeah, we played. I had North Carolina was probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I had 26, I think, that game. At, what's it? I think it's called the Dean. Yeah, the, the, the Dean Dome. Yeah, the Dean Dome. So, I mean, I mean, all my family was there. So um, that, that was definitely um, one of my favorites. In the Big Ten, you really didn't get to experience much last year. A bunch I mean, of empty gyms. Uh, that, that's, why, that's why I'm super excited for this year. Just he hasn't even played for the fans of PBA. Yeah. What's that might the, be his favorite. No, what's your favorite city to travel to in the Big Ten? Is there one that you liked going to and just being in the city? or Even with COVID, you probably didn't even get to see much, I'm yeah. guessing. COVID rules. Hotel. You were eating, like, bag food because, like, you, could, you couldn't leave. So we didn't really get to go out much yet. How about you, Bryce? Um, do you have an arena or venue you've played in that you know you, that you really think about still today? Uh, probably the Bond Secures Wellness Arena. Not nah, definitely. Yeah, it's back home. Hmm. Um, you know that's where the you know state state finals, um, you know state qualifiers, I would say, are held. And you know, I never we we were I was never able to get over the hump to get the state I was always losing in upper state but it was it was just amazing having everybody from you know the state you know having family and having you know just supporters uh just really being in one arena and you know right on top of you just you know it was it was fun what's what's the energy like in state basketball in South Carolina uh what's the energy like I feel like the city behind you, basically. Yeah, yeah. Every, everybody yeah. kind of behind everybody. Um, and we, like, kind of grew up in two places. So it's like Pendleton's like our home home, and then Wren is like 
a second home that like really accepted us. Um, so, I mean, just having Ren family with mm-hmm. Pendleton family also, and then all the surrounding areas like Anderson, Greenville, and just South Carolina as a whole. Um, like if they see you doing good things, um, yeah. they just show love. Um, there's no hate coming from South Carolina. Everybody just showing love too. We got a lot of feedback from South Carolina media on the yeah. show. I mean, I noticed on the on the Twitter handle. I mean, there yeah. were a lot of people from your home area making comments on the show. So it definitely got attention back home. They follow you guys. No, most definitely. All right, next question is from Dan Richter. You watch the NBA playoffs. You see teams come out with good intensity. How do you make sure going into a game you have kind of that right mindset where you come out and, and that intensity that you see maybe in these playoff games? Probably probably just big talk um, and just locked in focus. Um, that's something um, Coach Hoiberg and the staff kind of has been stressing um, going into this season, um, just starting out strong. Because, um, I mean, we didn't really do that last year. We try to get back late, but it would always be too late. So. Um, I mean, we've been doing a real good job of that, um, just setting the tone early um, from the jump. So, yeah. How about you? Any uh, Bryce? Any any um, tricks on intensity? Uh, really, just being focused as a unit. You know, all having one goal, and you know, they gonna feed up. We we're all gonna feed off each other. So, you know, as long as we're on the same page, you know, everything should be good. All right. Next question is from Scott. And it's about one-on-one. How competitive are the one-on-one games? Do you guys do it a lot? Do you have a go-to move? Um, I mean, give give us the Husker, give the Husker fans some insight on these legendary McGowan's one-on-one games. When I was in high school, uh, the games would never get finished. <laughs> now that you know we've grown up a little bit, uh, I've I've gotten you know a little bit more physical than I was back then. Uh, I'm able to take, you know, the beatings that, you know, Trey be laying. <laughs> but, like, uh, now, you know, we, we don't really we play one-on-one no more, though. We play king of the court, like, with other people. So we there you <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah, we don't other people rather than just going against each other. So when you say they didn't get finished, why didn't they get finished? Uh, somebody would stop it. Yeah, we <laughs> just competitive. Or <laughs> <But> Trey Hackett. <laughs> Wait a minute. Trey got physical. What? I said you guys are like the Klitschkow brothers. Yeah. They don't. They won't box each other. They nah. they don't want to fight anymore. I mean, they, they've never fought. So yeah. you, you guys are are you done playing a competitive one on one game now? Like to score? Uh, and we played king of the court. You know, a lot. So I would. I would. I don't know about one on one. I don't know if we yeah. just roll out a ball and yeah. just play. We'll, we'll, we'll do king of the court for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember talking with CJ Wiltshire's dad, and he said that him and his little brother Simeon they don't play one on one either. Yeah, like they they, they, they they never really did it growing up. They would always rather be on the same team beating yeah, up yeah. on somebody else. Like that was the kind of, is that kind yeah, of like how you guys are? Nah, definitely. All right, guys. Uh, next question here is about the recruits Coach Hoiberg has brought in. He's brought in a lot. I mean, they've had a lot of high profile kids come in. Obviously, both of you've been on the recruiting dinners uh, with them and on the visits with these kids. Give us some insight. I mean, are, are you guys opening the eyes of these kids? Do they want to join the program and get a chance to play with guys like you? Yeah, um, most definitely. Um, like Coach Hoiberg said, I mean, having your first five-star, I mean, that kind of puts everybody over the – puts you over the hump to where, uh, like, some high-level guys might be scared to come to Nebraska just off Nebraska, da, 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 mm-hmm. you know. But, I mean, since Bryce came here, I mean, we've we've had we've had so, so many um, – um, top recruit, so that's like really interested, so and want to come here, so I'm excited. And you know, uh, being a game changer, you know, being uh, being you know the first five star recruit to ever come here, uh, really just being able to you know sit down and talk with the recruits, you know, here that that come uh, on their visits and just telling them like it's not about the name of the school, mm-hmm. it's about the play style, uh, the people around it and how it's going to help you succeed. So, and those are all what, you know, bought into my commitment. And, you know, they, a lot of them do understand that, that, you know, it's not about the name. It's, it's about how you produce, uh, who helps you produce. Put you in the right position mm-hmm. and yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Nebraska's a place for that. So I think you guys have been the player host, so to speak, for about like 20 different recruits the last month, just based off interviews I've done. What do you what goes into that? What do you guys do when you're showing a kid around campus? And I mean, do you take them certain spots? And there's anything you want to make sure to show them or tell them or uh, sell the program on? Uh, really, it's, it starts in practice. You know, right when they get here, they're probably, you know, 
uh, in a practice setting. So, you know, we just have to bring a lot of energy as we do every day. You know, nothing new, but, you know, uh, just being able to show them what, you know, Nebraska basketball is about uh, on the basketball side and, you know, off the court, you know, just, you know, talking to them, being, you know, being actually like getting to know each other, mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, who knows one day it could be a teammate. So, you know, just being able to sit down, get to know where they come from, uh, what they like to do and and stuff like that. I think it's just I mean, them just being around all the guys and then just seeing how well everybody meshes together and get just gets along. Because, I mean, that's 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 really rare to where everyone gets along and really rocks with each other. And it's real genuine. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I mean, once they're around that, I feel like. Nebraska sells itself because I mean, with the coaches showing them the play style and all that, like that that's a that's a, like all that's checked through like playing wise. But I mean, off the court and um, stuff like that, that's that's I feel like that's gonna really sell it. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening here to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. A segment of the show is brought to you by our newest sponsor of the program, A1 Automotive, here located in downtown Lincoln, 1117 L Street. It is your local mechanic. If you have car issues, I can tell you, uh, Kendall, the owner, they will take great care of you for just about anything you need. And they've been actually helping and working with UNL students and student athletes for many years that have had car issues. So uh, check out A1 Automotive for all your service and repair needs on 1117 L Street. All right, got a two part question here um, for each of you from John Silva. First part is for Trey. Um, how hard was it last year for you to go on the court with a completely brand new group of guys? I mean, nobody really knew each other um, when you look at Hoiberg's first team versus Hoiberg's second team. I mean, it was, it was definitely different, especially the, all the COVID restrictions. I mean, the first couple months on campus, like everybody couldn't be together. It was like two people, three people max in the gym. Um, so, I mean, you couldn't really get the chemistry um, that – um, I feel that you need it. Um, in some ways, I feel like we're more ahead now than what we were last year, just off the COVID restrictions and us being able to be around each other and like in a gym um, kind of whenever we want and together. So. And then the second part here is for Bryce from John. Uh, Br um, Bryce, John wants to know, for someone that hasn't seen your game, what is the skill set that you bring? What are you going to bring to Nebraska basketball here in 2021-2022? Bring a different type of swagger, you know. Um, be a two-way player uh, on the offensive end, you know, be, uh, stay aggressive while, you know, being able to get my teammates involved. And on the defensive end, just bring uh, a different type of dog, you know, and being on the court with my brother, you know, I already know what he brings. He, he, he is a dog. So, you know, just being able to, just being able to, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we got two more questions left here, guys. Uh, being from South Carolina, is there a local athlete in some, they mentioned Kevin Garnett or Pete Maravich. I mean, there's been a lot of great guys, Joe Frazier. Uh, do you follow anyone that came from South Carolina or you, do you, did you grow up following Clemson or South Carolina football or other sports? Um, I mean, what was it like growing up as young sports fans in the state of South Carolina? I mean, I'm going to just um, say people that like actually like were, were around like that we saw um, kind of firsthand. Um, I mean, we saw Shaman Williams, um, I mean, we saw a lot of people. Um, probably the, the the person like everybody kind of looked up to, kind of Anderson Greenville area where we grew up, especially because um, he kind of played on the older age group of the AAU team. Um, was Jawan Evans, um, McDonald's All American. Um, I mean, played at Oklahoma State. I think did he leave after his first or second year? Second. Uh, oh. Yeah, but yeah, he he got drafted. I think first pick of the second round or something like that. I'm not um, really sure, but I mean him. But I mean someone like even closer to us, um, Bryce. Bryce could tell you um, a lot about him. I mean I could too, but I'm gonna let Bryce kind of <laughs> take it over. But um, Kelly Bryant, he was um, a, like a big brother to us, and we kind of saw it firsthand. So yeah, Kelly, he was definitely, definitely, um, you know, like a big brother to us. Um, you know, seeing what he went through, um, you know, 
just being you know another you know we looking up to him he was he was really like our idol mm -hmm. you know to this day yeah to this day <laughs> he is you know people people around you know south carolina know he's he's one of the most humblest guys if not the humblest kid you'll ever meet you know he's been through a lot of ups and downs and but he always you know kept his head up and kept moving forward and kept working he never stopped working and you know i love him for that and he all he always in the word too so I, I love it yeah most definitely all right final question here is for trey and it's from scott blackwell uh, scott wants to know a little bit about teddy allen um said that he had you know a really high use of vocabulary a unique sense of vocabulary and he wanted to get your take did teddy ever blow you away with um some of his um vocabulary i wouldn't oh my fault. i wouldn't say um it was something that kind of blew me away um with his vocabulary <laughs> but it was just different um i mean teddy um i mean he was someone everybody enjoyed to be around um i mean he's in new mexico now mm -hmm. um but i mean ted like it was just be the way he um says stuff um such as like he'll say family, then he'll just be like family. Like every time family. you see him, he, he's he was like <laughs> super super welcoming, and I mean, I hope he does um, great things. What, what, what was, what was the floater one? Yeah. Oh, if he, <laughs> <laughs> if he um, does a floater, he'll say like flotation station or spin. He'll be like, I put him in the spin cycle. So it it, it was definitely um, fun to be around for sure. Well, Bryce and Trey, show number two has been a lot of fun, um, and we'll be back. Uh, I believe next Wednesday we're going to tape our next show. We're a little earlier this week uh, because of scheduling, but I know we've got big plans in store to, to get some more guests up here in studio here for coming shows. So thanks again, guys. And if you have questions for them. Email offcourt at huskeronline.com. That's offcourt at huskeronline.com. Or you can um, hit us up on Twitter directly as we can get your questions here in the mailbag. Thanks for listening to Off Court with the McGowans, powered by Husker Online. Join us for another show next week, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. Give me some